This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Alright, alright. How you doing, Ari? Are you doing good? Good. Enjoyed the three-day break. Finally got a little bit of a weekend, so that was nice. And of course, just when I thought I was getting away, signed Kevin Love, signed Cody Zeller, redo the roster. Look, they got better because they addressed areas of needs. Does this push they're them more balanced. to the mountain? The way I look at it, they're more balanced is what it is. Does it get you closer to the elite? Not at all. But you are better balanced now than you have been all season long. You've been completely imbalanced with the bigger players and putting Caleb in positions that he shouldn't be in. Now you now it makes there's more method to the madness. Let's put it. Yeah, that way. I, and now you're not this little Lilliputian team going against where guys like Jokic are just grabbing rebounds over the top. You're not getting slammed on the boards. It's interesting because there is a degree of competition still here, Big O, and that competition is this: Can Caleb Martin hold on to his starting job simply because of his versatility versus Love? We'll see. Is Omar Yurtsevin the player we saw for six weeks? Where hey. Cody Zeller just becomes insurance in case that's Omer doesn't said. come that's back. What yeah. That's what I said. He's he's purely insurance. If if Big Yurt doesn't come back right, then break glass for Zeller. You know what I mean? That's why I think they didn't go after Ibaka. Because the veteran's not going to want to sit there. Meanwhile, Zeller has been sitting out all year and nobody's signed him. So he's got a contract now for the rest of the year and the playoffs. So he's going to make money whether he plays or he doesn't play. But at least you have break glass, you Zeller, if Big Yurt doesn't come back. What I was told by a scout involved in the process is there's a thought around the league that Serge Ibaka, he's had back issues and other problems, simply might not be able to play. So you don't want to bring in someone and then just have him in the training room the whole time. Cody Zeller worked out for other teams, and I was told by a scout whose job it is to assess these things, is NBA game ready now? And you know what, Big O, with 23 games left in the season, that's what you want. You don't want a guy in the training room in and out. You have that with Kyle Lowry. You have that with some other players. You want good-to-go guys. What it tells me is this, Big O. You and I have been speaking on our Accurate Pembroke Pines report since the start of the season about how undersized and small the Heat are. The Heat have been saying, no, we're fine. We can get it done. When you only have two buyout spots and you use both of them for big men, this is the Heat acknowledging that going small, smallest, simply did not work. Will Zeller and Love play in every game together? Probably not. Will the Heat use Yurtsevin and Zeller and, and Love in the same game? Probably not. But at least now they have choices behind Bam Adebayo instead of an ineffective Dwayne Dedman or going small, smaller, and smallest. They needed height. I think this is almost the acknowledgement of a mistake of, by the Heat of trying to play smallish ball for so long. Oh, yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was a poorly built team, unfortunately. Not only that, if you're going to build it small, then you better have a shit ton of great three-point shooters. So you can spread it, use your speed, use use that, that you're small. Remember how Jimmy Johnson kind of changed football where he went smaller on his defenses, but they were faster. Yes. So they kind of made up for it. And the Heat did not make up for being smaller by being more potent, you know, outside the perimeter. And that was, I think, their their ultimate what you might have gotten away with it, but the fact that you weren't efficient from three-point range, yeah, you know, that kind of kills what it is and what this whole game is all about. Because I, I 
you know, Ira Spo is is Mister non positionless guy or whatever the hell he loves that. But if you don't give him the elements, the chef can only do so much in the kitchen. You know, what and I, I mean? think the chef is going to be interesting on this one because there's a reason Kevin Love is out of the rotation in Cleveland and, and was not viewed as viable as much is because of his defense. There just isn't much there. But we know Spo loves the zone. And I think this thought with Kevin Love is we can hide him in the zone. We can play him there. I mean, this team has hidden players for years now, whether it's Duncan Robinson or Max Struess or Kyle Lowry. So I think when Kevin Love is in, you'll see the Heat going to a lot of their zone because Big O, they need his three-point shooting. They need his bulk. He's a very good rebounder. He's a very good passer. They get certain things, but also understand what he isn't. He's 34 years old. He's not the same player he once was. He's coming. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get a two-way three and D guy at this point in the season. Why? Because they're so valuable. The few that are out there, they're not going anywhere. They're not releasing those kind of guys anyway. You know what? So I'm going to give you the per- I'm going to give you the perfect analogy for the day. This is when you go into the quality pre-owned cars at Acura Pembroke Pines, but we have a late year nice model out there, and you consider that. That's what these guys are. These are not the shiny ones you're sitting you go when you go out there on Fridays and sit next to in the showroom. We know that. These are a nice late model used version right. with Russell right. Westbrook or Patrick Beverly or Danny Green or, or Serge Ibaka. That's what you're getting right now. So what you're doing is you're literally looking under the hood. You're seeing what's there. You're going, okay, zero to 60, maybe not as fast as when we bought this car new, but still will get me to where I want to go. That's what these signings were. Big O, let's not lose sight of this. As far as the Heat go this year will still be determined by Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler yeah. Hero. Everyone else is a complimentary piece. All right, you're saving. What's the plan? Is he coming back for sure Friday, going to play a significant amount of minutes, a little bit of minutes? What What's the plan for your? My gut feeling is these guys coming back from the time off Uh, There's going to be a real practice on Thursday. You don't get a lot of those. But then it's a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. So I could see Eric Spolster slow playing that part of the deal, working people in because, boom, you go into a back-to-back. And I got to tell you, at first I thought, okay, you're playing in Milwaukee after the All-Star break, kick that to the curb, deal with the L, make sure you win Charlotte on Saturday. But now that we know Giannis Antetokounmpo is out, this is a golden opportunity for you. To get a well, couple they're two and zero against. They're two and zero without Giannis. Well, they they are right. So I mean, you t- you take what you can get. And, look, and you saw when Giannis came back and played in the other game, in Milwaukee, completely different team. You got to yeah. take what you can get because, as I wrote in the Sun Sentinel in today's paper, it is so tenuous trying to get out of number seven and out of that play-in. And again, I'm not as concerned that he'll miss the playoffs if they go to the play-in. I think they can win one of two games against Atlanta or Toronto. But big O, if you finish seven or eight, get those seven or eight seeds, you're playing Milwaukee or Boston and you're toast and you're done. You can go to your chat board all you want. You can find the most optimistic Heat fan you want. Anyone with any Heat common sense is not going to pick the Heat in the seven-game series over the Celtics, is not going to pick the Heat in the seven-game series over the Bucks. but they might against Brooklyn. They might against Cleveland. They might even against Philadelphia because of what we've seen of Harden in the playoffs. You've got to get a top six playoff seed. You've got to give Eric Spolstra a full week to game plan against someone instead of a play-in game on Tuesday, a play-in game on Thursday, boom, Saturday, you have to be in the playoffs. Then it just becomes uh, a whole helter-skelter and a wasted season. All right. Um, 
no surprise, and I'm so up to me, it made zero sense, but uh, no surprise, Russell Westbrook stayed in LA. He's from there. That was kind of the team that everybody thought he was really going to go to. I know some Heat fans wanted him here. I did not want another inefficient two-point player that just does not really help what you're doing. Love makes sense. It helps you in rebounding. It helps you stretch the floor from the three-point range. Might open it up a little bit for the cutters like a Jimmy Butler, those kind of things, because he is a good passer. All of that made so much sense. You know what I mean? Russell Westbrook, to me, made no sense whatsoever. So your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, again, you know, it, it's just a matter of the Heat need a fishing offense, just not a, lie, a guy who's going to chuck up a lot of shots when those shots should go to Bam, should go to Jimmy Butler, should go to Tyler right. Hero. But again, we spoke of landing spots. It makes sense for Westbrook. Same, same arena, one step down in the locker room, kids in the same school, boom. Patrick Beverly, a Chicago product. He goes back to Chicago, makes sense. You get guys who are going to Phoenix because Terrence Ross, because they're a better team. It makes sense. Guys going to Denver because they have a chance to succeed in the playoffs. Makes sense. You have to understand there's one thing that's very interesting at play here. The Heat has retained enough room to sign one more player. They don't have a roster spot. But if Cody Zeller doesn't work out or if Omer Yurtsevin does work out, they can still cut Cody Zeller and bring in yet another player, provided that player was cut by March 1st. Today, Chicago's going to have to cut a player. I thought it might be Goran Dragic, and I would have been interested. Instead, it's going to be Tony Bradley, their center. But what I'm thinking the Heat did with Zeller is, they said, hey, we're going to give you three weeks to compete with Omar Yurtsevin. If he beats you out, we're going to go ahead, maybe then add a guard, because then they can also give Kyle Lowry a good citizen sort of tryout. Can you deal with maybe being a backup, playing limited minutes, pushing yourself a little more? So I don't think this is fully written right now how the Heat's final playoff roster will look like. That's what Andy Ellisberg did. He retained flexibility in the deal of Deadman in creating the salary cap space and still having space for one more addition need be. So we might still be talking that down the road in another accurate Pembroke Pines report. Are you surprised the team that they're playing uh, on Friday, the Milwaukee Bucks, signed a former Miami Heat player that was in a lot of hot water? No, because I think this is the league of second chances. This is a guy who has done everything right. It's, it's, the, it's the nitwit who says something wrong and stands by it that right. you're concerned about. Uh, you know what? You can make an argument that Myers Leonard has gone above and beyond that he realized what he said was so distasteful, so poorly constructed, he went out in the community and did something about it. I'm not so sure, no offense to you, Big O, or myself, that either of us right now have a better record of public service over the last two years than Myers Leonard. He has committed himself to righting a wrong. That's all I want. I don't mind, we all make mistakes. It's how you come out of that mistake it's how you're apologetic. True. Not so, this was not the agent writing this statement where you read it on the Big O Show and you go, that doesn't sound like that guy's voice. That sounds like an agent and a PR specialist saying it. Myers is a different cat. Myers' problem was this. He talks too much. You, you've, you've been around Myers. You ask him a, a, a six-word sentence you know, question, and he's talking your ear off for 20 minutes. It's just the kind of guy he is, and we all know, because you've been in the radio business so long, you talk too long, you get yourself in trouble. That's what Myers did. This is a 10-day. This is a tryout. This is a decency thing. It also might be a thing where 
a team wants to make good to his agent. Hey, we'll do you a, a, a you know a positive. We'll do you a favor here. We'll see how it works out. I have no issue with Myers Leonard after all he did getting another shot in the league and how interesting that his first game back could be against the Heat, especially now with Giannis out. Ho-hum the dunk contest has become, but here comes Mac McClung. Yeah. Uh, that was that was uh that was fun because we love the underdog. That's that's what we love as Americans. We we fall in love with the underdog all the time. And McClung was that that story that everybody got behind because he's the G League guy. He's not really the NBA guy. And I gotta tell you, I gotta say, I, I didn't watch really. I I I I thank I thank YouTube because they just condense it for you. Right. And so you get to watch all 10 minutes of the I entire like, competition. Yes. And I'm in, I'm out, and I found out about it. and the guy that was competing with him at the end was basically doing dunk suite how already had seen right. and actually seen other people. In fact, the one he did baseline, the tomahawk. It, uh, the 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 Zach Levine kid did a much yeah. better one a couple of and years been ago. There, seen it, done it. It yeah. was a right. It was a reverse uh, um, tomahawk, which was even harder by the one that Levine did. So to me, it was like, but this kid did some stuff that was pretty, you know, original and a little bit. And it. again, his hops were yes out of this world. And that's you know what, what I want saying? to get to is he did it as a six-two guard. Think about the real moments of the dunk contest. Spud Webb, Spud Webb, Nate Robinson, the undersized guy. It's not a big deal for a 6'10 guy to dunk. It's what they do. It's who they are. It's this. It's the undersized. I almost think like in that old, I think it was the WBL Basketball League. You had to be 6'5 and under to play. The dunk contest should be left to the small guys. Maybe do it this way. 6'5 and under for the dunk contest. Uh, 6'10 and taller for the three-point contest. Get guys out of their comfort zone to make it interesting. That's why Matt McClung, as much as being an unknown and a G League player, you can relate to the 6'2 guy who actually had to jump high and get off the ground versus the 6'10 guy. God bless Dwight Howard and the 11-foot rim and what he did. But he's a 7-footer. You know, he lives up there. He dunks for a living. That's what I thought made it. Yeah, I think he saved the dunk contest. God bless the NBA for finding that kind of talent but you're just never going to see the stars in it. There's very little for them to gain. And for a lot of players, it's doing it in transition during a game at game speed that makes it so thrilling, not standing there and getting props and setting it up. It's become a tired contest. I think the NBA realizes that at least for one year, they were able to save it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it was a great little hook to allow a a, a G league player in it. And, and and listen, we all know the and ones and we all know the the Drew League guys and all that kind of we all know that there are actually some amazing dunkers that aren't sure. necessarily NBA players. Absolutely. And I think the NBA says they kind of realized that and said, hey, man, if we got somebody in our G League, this is good to promote our G League sure. Two, we we expand the whole thing. And you just never know what you'll find. And there you go. You ended up finding yourself, you know, a little nugget in the in the whole McClung story because it just becomes that that whole Cinderella story that everybody can can get behind. All right. What do you got going on for the next couple of days in the uh, Sun Sentinel while we await Friday? Jesus Christ. Got to Well, I, I spoke to the guys and, and Eric Spolster and he said the one thing he likes is. After the All-Star break, it's a sprint to the finish. You can't play around anymore. It's 23 games. you got to make a difference. It used to be the All-Star break came earlier in the season. You can meander your way back. 
These are desperate times for the Heat. And I'm curious, Big O, with this back-to-back coming up on Friday, Milwaukee, Saturday, and Charlotte, whether the Heat sit players or realize their desperation. So I wrote a story about how the players look at it. I spoke to an NBA scout. I'm going to post this story a little bit later today about what he thought about the Kevin Love and the Cody Zeller signings. And I'll preview it a little. And he basically said, look, they're not taking anyone's place. They're taking Dwayne Dedman's place. All they have to do is compliment. If they do that, the Heat will get better. So he said, you know what? It's not a bad signing. We have to wait to see if it's a good signing. So you'll have your scout's eye view there. And I wrote him, I asked Ira today, just a little bit also about whether the Heat can hide Kevin Love in their zone defense. Like you mentioned on our Accurate Pembroke Pines report, Eric Spolstra, if nothing else, will maximize a player's possibilities. And I am sure Eric Spolstra through All-Star break had that little folder. I will do this with Kevin Love. I can't do this with Kevin Love. How can I make it work the best? You know what? When you get a guy with an all-star pedigree who knows what it takes to win, that puts you a little ahead of ahead of the curve. Look, the Heat signing a 34-year-old guy, that's what they do. They're not trying to rebuild Kevin Love's career. They're trying to get 23 games the rest of this season and some playoff time. They'll worry about everything else down the road. Uh, they should just double uh, Spoh's salary. That's all I know because that guy, that guy – covers up for a lot of the mistakes that 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 front office has made over the last few years absolutely Uh, i just uh i think he's just an absolute mvp man that guy is uh, an amazing coach he really is all right follow him on twitter at ira heat beat catch his amazing work there at the south florida sun center do what i do man subscribe support ira and all the exceptional writers there at the south florida sun center ira thank you we will see you tomorrow for the inside the the paint show 9 a.m with kurt healing we'll go through all the moves around the nba get you fully reset for the second half or the resumption of the season thank you big o Thank you, Ira. Appreciate you as always. There you go. And, of course, get on down to 15601 Pines Boulevard just off of I-75 in Pines and check out the finest dealership in the business. Check out the fleet of certified pre-owned vehicles and, of course, a lot that is full of all kinds of new models. Yes, sir. Every color, every model out there. If they don't have it, they can order it for you and get it in there. Great selection, always one of the best selections, and the number one volume sales dealership in the USA, baby. That is Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines. This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Let's go to a man that also believes four days in a dark room is also therapy. (laughs) I think one day I'm going to turn off my light here and not even put the screen on and just tell you I'm in a dark room taking care of my therapy because you know what? Every Wednesday, we talk about red light therapy with redrecover.com. Maybe maybe we'll try a little black light on our Acura Pembroke Pines reports on Monday and Friday. Um, Isn't it therapy just to be in a beach somewhere in some... (laughs) In some, you know, tropical island somewhere with a drink in your hand, getting a little sun. That, that, that's pretty good therapy for me, Ira. I mean, to get you know, away from life, I'm good. I'm good like that. You know what, Big O? If you're going to take a minimalist approach, you probably aren't going to publicize it. Like, you're probably going to be minimalist about that also. This is all just the ongoing show. And I got to tell you, if you're just doing the one-year rental, like the Jets did with Brett Favre, and you're going to take that approach – you know, we've seen it with Peyton Manning before yeah. or with Tom Brady to an extent. 
I don't know if you want all the Aaron Rodgers drama also. Amen. I mean, because having a drama queen there also, say what you want about Tom Brady and, and his in his life off the field, but he's always been all about the game. It was only you know, drama the last year because of the divorce, unfortunately. And, again, that's... and, and that was an, 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 an ex, you know, extenuating circumstance, but right. he's been about the game. Aaron Rodgers, at the first sign of something going wrong, whether it's with the Buccaneers, whether it's with the Jets, whether it's back with the Packers, it's still going to be it's still going to be something. And here's the deal: you're going to have to groom your next quarterback, regardless. Aaron Rodgers isn't going forever. And you saw what happened with the Jordan Love situation in Green Bay. So uh, that's a very tenuous thing. And anyone who's talking about that with the Dolphins, with what you have with Tua and the room to grow now, I find to be absolutely absurd. No, the, here's the best part about that story that really gets a twist. You're going to love this part because they're talking about the Jets. And and remember, they've got his former coach there. So, But they need a decision quickly. But here's the problem with the Jets. And this is what the talk is around the NFL that – Derek Carr or even Aaron Rodgers could be thinking about this. They they're not getting rid of Zach Wilson. So whoever goes in there, you got to kind of also be a mentor. And those two guys probably have no interest in mentoring. They're trying to finish out their careers. One wants to win a title for the first time and the other one if he goes there. But then here's the other part of it. Aaron Rodgers is not built for New York. He may be a great player, we know that, but th the I way he, he is, he the is, way he's though. wired, Ira, I you know it. I think he thinks he is, though. Just like he thought it could be hosted Jeopardy, he thinks he could do right. anything better than anyone and then he'll realize what he stepped into. But his <laughs> ego is such that he thinks it, he can make it work there. I think at the end of the day, he winds up back in his comfort zone in Green Bay. It just makes too much sense. Or, or, the, or the Raiders, or the Raiders, because yeah, that this, won't be that bad. The, this the is all for show also, and it's what he does. And I think you're much better just taking a hands-off approach in that situation. It also, Big O, shows you the beauty of a guy like a Ryan Fitzpatrick who comes in, who understands he's just a rental, who understands there's a young guy behind him who works with that young player at any of his most recent stops. That's the difference when you get a stopgap like that versus getting a stopgap ego. All right, uh, I was uh, listening to Oladipo yesterday, and uh, one of the things that I completely agree with him, and I think the Heat also saw this, and I think anybody with some general knowledge of the NBA, you acquired two intelligent players. You acquired two guys that can fill a position that hasn't been really filled right this year in today's kind of league. I, I don't think there's going to be a really tough transition with Kevin Love and Cody Zellner because they're smart, because they know their basketball, and, and because you have a lot of high, high IQ guys, too, on this team already as it is. I, I'm, I'm not expecting a lot of bumps in the road for those two guys. Yeah, they'll realize where they fit in, where they don't fit in. They're not going to make waves. They're not going to get in someone's way. It's, it's almost the opposite of the Russell Westbrook situation yeah. with the Clippers where he's trying to sort of – you know, revive a career, salvage who he is. You're not going to have any of that. I'm all for IQ. I'm all for intelligence. You still got to produce. For sure. And that's still, sure. there's still our area of concerns and need on this team. And again, we talk about old rosters. Cody Zeller, 30 years old. Kevin yeah. Love, 34. Jimmy Butler, 33. Kyle Lowry, 36. Victor Oladipo, 30. This is an old roster. It'll still be interesting. Big O, this team has five back-to-backs left, including tonight in Milwaukee, and Saturday in Charlotte. Be very curious. That's five back-to-backs of their final 21 games, 23 games, 
five of them will be the second night of back-to-backs. It'll be interesting with an older roster. You could make the argument they now have more depth to get through that. But you know what? You still need some of that youthful vitality. And I'm really curious. Jimmy Butler coming back from Argentina, that hellaciously long flight. If he had enough energy to do that during All-Star break, I don't want to hear he's limited to 28 minutes. Well, you saw Dame, you saw Dane Lillard. What happened there? It, it's absurd. It's absurd that you have an all-star break and the Portland Trail Blazers have two guys out for rest management tonight or yesterday in Damian Lillard and, and, and Jeremy Grant. You know what? Kurt Heelan and I speak about this on our radio. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. To his yeah. credit, they were locked in a plane for seven hours. It took a lot of energy to put that video and that rap video together. So maybe Dane was just so worn out from making that rap video that, you know, we have to understand why he took it off. Like, I mean, really, seriously, that, that, they're in the middle of a playoff run. Well, like, maybe they aren't, but they could say they are, but maybe they're looking at draft choices instead. And, you know, you say one thing, you mean another. We're going to see a lot more of that down the stretch. Teams are going to decide it's not worth getting to the play and just to lose one game and be in the lottery with the worst seed. You're going to see some very interesting schematics by teams holding out players, and you just hope the Heat don't get burned by that when they're playing a team the Heat's competing with, whether it's New York, whether it's Brooklyn, maybe Cleveland, but that's the problem with an NBA and the draft meaning so much. We're going to see a lot of curious moves when it comes to injury report over these final six weeks of the season. Yeah. No, it's uh, – it's, uh, uh, tonight, uh, what we have, what, Depot's back – Tyler's back and no Kyle Lousy. I'll let you stick with the nicknames. Through only three players were out for the Heat: Nikola Jovic, Kyle Lowry, and Omar Yurtsevin. I think we all expected Kyle to miss a little bit more time. I like what Eric Spolstra said. And and again, oh, well, no matter where you stand on Kyle Lowry or not, you need him to be right, right, and be himself. When you're 36 years old, it's hard to be anything less than 100% and be effective. He gave his all for the first half of the season. He led the NBA in minutes over the first six weeks of the season. They did wear him down to a degree. Look, this is what I think. I don't need 75% Kyle Lowry. We've seen what that looks like. Give us hope. Tell us you're holding him out to get him back to 100%, and maybe we see one last hurrah, one last charge for Kyle Lowry. That makes the most sense. Hope with Kyle Lowry? Come on. There's no there's no hope with, with I'm sorry, with Mr. Lousy. There, there, come on. That he was hope pretty is... good the first half of the season. He was pretty good still this time was missing. So I'm not going to write him off just yet. And again, Big O, people who are writing off Kyle Lowry Lousy. are doing it because they think there's a better plan B. If there was in the buyout market, you can make an argument. It's Gabe Vincent. Right. Love Gabe Vincent. Love yeah. what he's done. He is a middle-of-the-road point guard. He is not a guy you say, that guy's going to get me to the Eastern Conference Finals. That guy's going to get me to the NBA Finals. So at least with Kyle, he can hold out hope, knowing Gabe can hold down the fort for now. Can, can we bring back Magic Johnson circa 1987, and then you can go to the Finals? Outside of that, they don't have a point guard that's going to take them to the finals. And yet didn't make a move in that direction when Westbrook, no. when Beverly, when Bones Highland, when Reggie Jackson were out there. So obviously they have a certain thought that either Kyle gets back or the ball handling of Bam, the ball handling of Jimmy, of Tyler, of Gabe, that they have enough right there. But it was very curious that the Heat had two moves to make and neither was for a point guard. Oh, no. And by the way, you made me really, really happy by telling me or telling all of us in the Red Recover uh, show 
that uh, the Heat really were never really interested in, in Westbrook. And, and to that, I give a golf clap because that's progress because uh, there's been one stupid uh, contract after another and one dumb move after another well, the last would, eight years. That wouldn't years. have been a contract. That wouldn't have been money. That what, just whatever. It, it, would have been, it would have been a dumb yes. move because he just doesn't fit. He's, he's inefficient. You don't need right. another inefficient player on a team that desperately needs more efficiency yeah. and more threes. And at least Kevin can help you out in that area. You know what I'm saying? Hope yeah, no, and Eric Spolster said it. He sees Kevin Love as a guy who can create spacing like Duncan yes. Robinson did at one point. For sure. That you know it's Kevin Love. And I've always mentioned this. It's not necessarily your three-point percentage. It's the respect that you have for players to play you honestly. That's what P.J. Tucker had last season. People knew he was sitting out there. They paid attention. That's what Kevin Love can do. Look, I'm really curious about Kevin Love. I'm, I'm more curious about him than I've been about a Heat player maybe in years because I know that he could be that Jay Crowder kind of player. He could be that type of late-season addition that does swing the pendulum, or he might not be. Need to see it, want to see it. Tough trip right now. Milwaukee tonight, Charlotte tomorrow. In Philadelphia on Monday, we'll get a good read before the Heat play their first home play home game after the All-Star break. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little different than you. I, I think it's an addition that they needed. It'll give them more balance. They're a little better team. But I don't think in the big picture it makes one bit of difference. I don't think you go any deeper in the playoffs. And you'll be lucky to win one extra game down the stretch because of it. I just think that you become a better team uh, and you you can be more competitive now, you know, down the stretch. That's what I think ends up happening for the Heat, that at least you're a better team. But I don't think this is the, you know, this is the, 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 the real difference maker. In order for him to do that, Ira, I think he would have to bring something to the table on defense. And I just see him more as a guy that really brings more balance to the offense. Yeah, but Eric could also hide him. I mean, he's hiding everyone the last few seasons in the zone defense. If you can hide Duncan and you can hide Tyler, well, hell, you're just trying to hide another guy. So I think I agree. He balances. Look, I wrote this in my Ask Ira at the Sun suddenly yesterday, and I believe it. It's really a matter of the rest of the regular season how Jimmy Butler attacks it. Does it mean something to him? Does it mean everything to him? Does Jimmy Butler realize his life could be a lot easier if the Heat finish six and especially five? Or is it going to be the same old Jimmy Butler, wait till the playoffs and I'll be there, which he wasn't in 2021 against the Milwaukee Bucks when the Heat were swept out. So I am curious, the Heat need activated Jimmy Butler right now. Is Jimmy on board with that? We'll see that starting tonight in Milwaukee. Well, and one more thing for Jimmy, his life sure. will be a lot easier if he's not a general manager anymore and makes any more suggestions. Keep and we've it, seen that across keep, the yeah, league. And we yeah. saw that with keep LeBron. Suggestions. With we saw it with Lowry. You know yeah. what? Keep we your suggestions to yourself, buddy. We Please. saw it with the Clippers when Paul George and those players said they wanted Russell Westbrook. And to a degree, Lawrence Frank and Tyron Lue capitulated. If that doesn't work out, yeah, I agree. I, I think the pendulum does swing the other way now because of what you mentioned. Westbrook, that horrible trade with Washington when they gave up Kuzma and Montrell Harrell and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. The Heat, when they gave up the possibility of Precious Achua, cap space, and Goran Dragic. Now what the Clippers have done with Westbrook. So, so yeah, I, I think now players might just stay in their lane a little bit more. And I think we'll all be better off because of that. I, I just want the Heat to go back to being who they were. They weren't ever really listening to players. They always did what they wanted to do. And whether it was right or wrong or whatever, we can live with it. But if you're also going to add another chef in the kitchen... 
it, it just becomes there's just too many chefs in the kitchen and and they I don't, I don't want the that. Great, to, they listen to arguably the greatest player in the game at his peak in LeBron. And you can see that with Mike Miller and some and Ray Allen, Shane Battier, Chris Chris Birdman Anderson, that worked out. Yes, if you have the best player in the game in his prime, you're probably going to listen. Otherwise, I think you have to sit back and say, hey, Andy Ellisberg is great. Pat Riley still has the reputation. Eric Spolster has personnel control. Let them, along with Adam Simon, Nick Arison, handle that. We'll be better off, and I think that's the way they'll move going forward. Yeah, I'll take my chances there. Should should I go with the Heat with no Giannis uh, and plus one and a half because the Bucks are still favored by one and a half today without Giannis? I still think the Bucs have the better team with Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis is coming back tonight. I think the Bucs have the better players. And that tells you how good they are without Giannis. It's in Milwaukee. The Heat are 2-0 and against the Bucs without Giannis, but that was here. This is a tough spot. I also wonder, does Eric Spolstra measure minutes and say, hey, we got to get Charlotte tomorrow and oh. get at least a split here and see how they approach that? Oh, the bastard. You saw that, Sean? You see the nugget he threw there at the end? That is true. Oh, damn it. That clouds my uh, decision there. You, that was good. That was good, Ira. That was good. The Charlotte Nugget was good. Yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catches work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. What are you working on leading up to the game tonight? Well, I spoke Eric Spolster's, uh his comments about, hey, we didn't know during the trade market that we were going to get Kevin Love in the buyout market, but now that we did, it worked out. He was honest. He said, we didn't know Kevin Love would be there. As soon as he was there, it's a no-brainer. Spoke to Omar Yurtsevin, his ongoing efforts in the Turkey earthquakes, what he's doing to help people. His family is safe. His cousin's family lost their home. He spoke about that. I spoke. I wrote a story about Jamari Bouye, back with the Heat's G League affiliate, had a big game last night. He's still on their radar. And later, I'm going to write about the uh, reunion again from Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo. A lot of people forget. Out of Indiana, Vic was the number two pick in 2013. Cody Zeller was the number four pick in 2013. That Indiana team under Tom Crean was number one in the country for 10 weeks that season. So they get it back together, a yet another Heat reunion. We've seen it with Butler and Crowder. We saw it with Michael Mulder and Bam Adebayo last season. So the Heat are building memories and creating reunions. That'll be posted later at the Sun Sentinel. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll do it again Monday in our accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thank you, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go. Ira Winderman, and we are out here at, uh, at Craig Zinn's accurate Pembroke Pines. And I'm looking at the lot, and it is overflowing with vehicles, all kinds of selections. So you can get on down here, pick the car you want, the color you want, the style you want, the model you want. But more importantly, the price you want, it is the weekend, baby. They want to make you a great deal. Come on out to Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines.